Electric Soil Podcast. Imagination is the electric soil of creation. Okay, welcome back to Electric Soil Podcast. Today, my guest is also a fellow podcaster. His name is Simon Pellet, and he is based out of Fort Worth, Texas. He is also a musician and a graphic artist extraordinaire. So thanks so much for coming on the show today, Simon. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How uh, are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, no, thanks for taking the time. And uh, yeah, I just I was kind of looking over your bio. Just, it definitely sounded like an interesting guy. I wanted to get you on the show and, uh, and kind of pick your brain about a few different things. But uh, what I usually do when I get a guest on for the first time is kind of get a little bit of background, kind of intro, you know, and, you know, give you a little introduction to the audience and so forth. And, uh, you know, if sure we thing. kind of have you back on, we can kind of, uh, you know, go down a certain road or, or whatnot. But yeah, we'll kind of try and cover a few different things here. So, uh, so you were actually born in the UK, is that correct? That, that's correct, yeah. So, yeah, born and raised. And um, then, um, <clears throat> yeah, how was that, I guess, growing up in the UK? <laughs> um, well, I left, so I don't know if that tells you anything you need to know, but um, I mean, it was fine. I, I probably would have left anyway. I, I I mean, we can go on, you know, we'll talk about mental health later, but I've always felt kind of uncomfortable in the UK for some reason. I don't know if it's because I was bullied as a kid in, in school and whatnot, and there's something, you know, deep down going on there, but... Yeah, I, I would have probably left regardless. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it, it shaped me who I am. I mean, I I, I feel my comic, my, uh, I, I really love comedy and, and, you know, watched all sorts of different comedy from like Monty Python all the way to the, the, the stuff that I watched in the 90s. So that kind of really did shape me how I am, so. Interesting. And so, so I, I guess, guess it was good. Yeah, exactly. For, 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you say, I mean, formative years, you got some, <laughs> some, some takeaways from it. Have you been back there yeah. since? Like, do you still have a lot of family oh, yeah. over? Yeah. For- yeah. My family's still there. I mean, we haven't been for a couple of years, obviously the pandemic. Sure. You know, no one can tra- really travel. It's not makes sense not to, but yeah, the last time I was there, my, we were basically saying goodbye to my grandmother. So that ah, was. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was, she was in her nineties, mm, okay. you know, so it was, but it was, you know, that, that was kind of the la- the bittersweet having the last, last time I went. I mean, I don't know when, you know, travel, travel's up in the air right now. So we're still, oh, still sure kind is. of wary about traveling at this point, but Where we'll see is- what happens. Absolutely. Wary is a good word. I'm going to be very wary of airports, I think, for, you know, <laughs> for a couple mm-hmm. of years, honestly, to be yep. honest. Yeah. So, yep. so about age 20, uh, yep. uh, I believe it was a, a relationship actually brought you over to the States. Is that correct? That's in, that's indeed. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I actually uh, met online prior to dating sites being a thing. And No way. Um, yeah. So I, I joke she bought me on eBay, but she hates me <laughs> saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I hope you got a good review, though. I mean, oh, my my eBay review counter is awesome. I, I'm I'm really into eBay. So I do I do enjoy t- telling that story. But, oh, yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, we met online through a mutual friend, and uh, music was a big part of that. And I was talking to this one lady that her husband had like a video, like a heavy metal video magazine thing he did, and she worked for the company my wife worked for, so they knew each other at least, um, you know, virtually on the phone. Um, and she said, Hey, I know this person you might get along with. And you know, that was, that was that. And, you know, we, we ended up spending way too much money on phone bills and, you know, yeah. so the, the rest is history. I moved. So, and you guys have been married since like, since. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, 
in December was our 20th anniversary. Oh man, so. congratulations. That's that's Thank amazing. You. That's a big milestone. Like honestly, it doesn't really yeah. seem to happen too much anymore. It's almost like the five years is kind of the threshold and everybody's like, Hey, that's it. We're done. You know, it just seems We're to done. be, yeah. yeah. So no, good, good for you guys. That's amazing. That's great. Thank you. So yeah, just, uh, so basically been, uh, you were kind of in that whole, I guess the Boston, New England scene for, for quite some time. Uh, how long have you been <clears> down in, uh, been, been down in uh, Texas then? So we're, we're coming up on our third year. Third so year, okay. That okay. was yeah. That was a combination of my wife's job and the fact that um, we just were done with snow and the cold weather. Um, sure. And I, you know, I suffer from fibromyalgia as well, so mm. and that plays a big part in it. So the heat is definitely better for health, yeah. uh, for at least for me. Um, but no, enjoying it. Um, I'd prefer to be nearer the coastline, but that is what it is for sure yeah that, that that would take a little bit of getting used to like being away from the coastline yeah. for sure eh? i don't know where you were situated in the uk were you kind of close to the coastline as well or very Bexhill? close yeah a little town called bexhill right on the south coast uh in between hastings and eastbourne or mm. if people are familiar with brighton and dover that kind of strip ah. of the seven sisters south england yep. yeah yeah so yeah you've been like literally up until that point mm -hmm. always used to being like living on coast. So yeah. going uh, inland exactly. like that, a little bit of an adjustment, like you say, eh? Exactly. For sure. So how is, how is every, like, how's all your projects been these days? Like, obviously you wear a few hats, uh, you know, you got your podcast, you do yeah. the, the graphic design uh, musician as well. How has that been just the last, specifically the last year and a half, everybody I've been having on just, just kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. Some people have thrived during the pandemic and some people are kind of, mm. you know, a little bit in between and some people have had a real, you know, shit time basically. Right. So how is it, how has that been for you? It hasn't really changed for me. I mean, I'm 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 an introvert, you know, naturally. So my my habits haven't changed. I definitely miss going to gigs. Yeah, you know, I right. do like going to live shows, but, um, you know, you balance it. You know, the health versus having the experience, and it's still, you know, I, I I'm I think I'm ready to go back to see some live shows, but you know, with with caution. Um, but no, I I didn't really see much of a difference in my. Uh, routines or anything, um, you know, maybe Instacart played a bit more of a part in it. But, uh, you know, my, my job is uh, I, I work for a T-shirt printing company here in Fort Worth. Um, you know, we shut down for a couple of months, um, but we were still able to kind of operate under the lockdown. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you know, I, I, I wish with all that time I had, I'd done more. <laughs> but mm. it's coulda, shoulda, woulda. But I, I find... I'm way more productive when I have more on my plate. It's like when I was going to school, you had that deadline. I wouldn't do anything until the last couple of days. And I'd like, I'd be really, really stressed, but the stuff would come out. And I really have a hard time trying to get myself away from that. It's like, all right, I have this block of free time. I should do something with it. And then it's like, nah, I'll just do it later. I think you know, <laughs> that, I've always struggled with that, yeah. that kind of thing. But, I think a lot. Um, of, you know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I think over that time it gave me space to think a lot, um, mm. for, at least for the, the podcast, um, I definitely saw the value of getting a consistent schedule. I don't know if you're, you're, you're on a, a weekly schedule or something, but when I started, I was just like, as in when it comes out, it comes out. But then I really started to do a weekly thing. Sometimes like last year, I did a number of podcasts where I do you know, every other week I'd do like a Friday episode. So I was churning them out. Um, but I decided that was not, not really, um, 
manageable. So I, I, st- I'm this year I've stuck to my weekly podcast, but the, the, I think that that's the first like lesson for, for creatives is if you want to do something, be really consistent because, you know, if you think about algorithms and you think about just people getting used to something back in the day, I don't know how old you are, but you know, I'm, I'm over 40. So I'm used to that serial, like you watch TV and it's every week at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, something about human nature, like gets into that. So, you know, if you can post a video, if you can, um, post a, you know, a, a social media post or a podcast or anything you're doing and do it consistently, then I think you get more of a, a better reaction than just like throwing something out there and then nothing, you know, even, I think even, you know, the bigger bands like you, you know, the mega bands can still get away with an album every three years, but everyone under a certain level has to be in front of people's, um, you know, eyes and ears. Otherwise they just lose interest. And that's true of any business, any, any creative thing. No, very good points. Yeah. Uh, I've never really thought of it that way, but yeah, for sure. Like the algorithms part and just kind of having like, you know, planning yourself to be out on a certain day, uh, that kind of thing. Mm. I really like what you talked about earlier and there's like, as far as deadlines, cause man, that's a whole mixed bag unto itself. Right. I mean, some people, oh, yeah. some people just, yeah, I guess the whole procrastination, like, and the whole, like, I guess artist mentality almost seems to go hand in hand, almost as much as like the student mentality with, like you were talking about going to school. That seems to be, I think there was some stat, it was something along the lines of 90% of students procrastinate and it, they reach that stage where they just have to get it done. And, and maybe that's what brings the best out of you. Some people that doesn't, you know, some people don't work well under pressure, but the whole idea of deadlines, uh, using deadlines effectively, even to, to the point of what you said of just committing, okay, every week on Friday, I'm going to post, you know, whatever it may be, social media, or if you're a podcaster, I'm going to put an episode out every week. Absolutely. It's good for building your, your, your audience up. And I think it's good for yourself, right? Cause it does challenge yourself mm-hmm. and probably brings the best out of you. Well, you're going to get into your podcast, uh, right away here, but I want to get, I want to backtrack a little bit to a band that you were in, sure. uh, and they yeah. were called angry octopus. So we don't have to spend too much, too, too much time on them because it isn't an active band anymore, but it was a right. fairly big band for you as far as laying the groundwork for some of the stuff that you're doing today, as far as relationships mm-hmm. and such. So, uh, yeah. What can oh, you sure. tell us about, uh, angry octopus as a band and kind of what it led you into? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a band I found on, on Craigslist. They were looking for a guitar player to replace the guy that they had who'd moved away. And, um, you know, it, it, the, the music's kind of, uh, it's still out there on Spotify. It's kind of Breaking Benjamin-esque, I guess. Um, you know, it's fairly challenging. It, it took me a little bit to get, get my chops up. And uh, first, the first... Um, gig we had we had with me was uh i don't know if you remember the eight the uh, 90s band tantric mm, still, i sure do. still around yeah I do. yeah so yeah. they it was opening up for them in this club in uh, manchester new hampshire pretty decent club wow, uh, yeah. a lot of bigger bands go there um really nice club really nice sound um and then you know we just we just uh did a bunch of gigs for i don't know eight nine months or so we we won a battle of the bands uh got on radio and then we ended up the same club asked us back to open for lynch mob so i was you know like a pig in shit oh sorry yeah, can, can we swear yeah, it's all good yeah you bet yeah. I, I, swear I, I was happy as a ha- happy as a pig in shit um opening up for george lynch and then you know a couple of people in the band had an had a, a disagreement and you know ended before that gig so uh, uh, it wasn't to be but you know that that ended that 
Um, but as far as the relationships I built, you know, with different bands that we played with, um, you know, and just, just what people were saying about the scene and music industry really led me to kind of, um, kind of branch out. I, I was thinking of doing a podcast prior to that. Um, and I was, it had to be music. It was like trying to promote bands, but I couldn't find an angle that I liked. And then, uh, concurrently, you know, my, my, a uh, longtime high school friend, Alan, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he um, he turned. I was going through a really dark place at one point, and we had a conversation. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's worked with people like uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Ah. He's done a thing with uh, Tony Robbins, like introduced wow. him on his virtual thing. No so way. he's like crushing it. No um, kidding. And I, you know, we we started having a conversation. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And he pointed me all these directions and podcasts and books obviously tony robbins being a big big part of that and just filtering down and i ended up becoming a podcast junkie um and learning about entrepreneurship and self-improvement and all that kind of stuff and i decided well i'm hearing all this negative stuff about the music industry and i want to put those two worlds together and like basically try and promote entrepreneurship to musicians and try and get them in the mindset of how do I make this work versus I can't make it work. Mm. Like flip that script and like, um, you know, th there's a ways and means to do it because there's an industry and people make money at it. So it has to be viable. It's a lot of hard work and, you know, it's not something I've managed to do. But then the reason I haven't managed to do it thus far is because I don't actually have any solid material to actually put out yet um and again that's been kind of put off because of the podcast i'm so busy with a podcast it's like i need to sit down and do some writing and get all those old files off my old hard drives and put it all together and actually make stuff yeah. um and again that's uh it's some i think that you know not to get too off topic but i think that's uh one of my problems is trying uh to not let myself get too comfortable in what i'm doing and i think with a podcast you get on that regiment and it's it's easy once you get into the weekly thing of editing and, and releasing and then it's a comfort thing where oh i'm not pushing something so that's something um you know looking forward i i definitely want to kind of adjust so i can be doing music properly mm -hmm. rather than just talking about it um, but yeah, anyway, so the, the, the long and short of Angry Octopus is it really was the, um, you know, it was the start of, of the podcast journey and, and, and really knowing about how to, uh, navigate the, the music industry, whether it's at the club small band level all the way up to, you know, talking to much bigger artists that I have been, you know, recently. So beautiful yes and so obviously you know and obviously the relationships too i've i've made some really great friends through the podcast that are all mostly all musicians and and you know have a nice network all over the world of people so that's been a really really awesome thing to to have absolutely so the uh the podcast is called music on your own terms you can find it at music yep. on your own terms.com uh the instagram handle is at music on your own terms all lowercase, all one word. So definitely check it out. The site itself, I'm not sure if you had a hand in building the site. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, and thank I, you. And yeah, I really... That's, uh, that's all me. It, oh, man. Great job. Um, the, the I think the one thing that really stood out to me, I mean, it's just it's super uh, just 
user-friendly aesthetically just it looks really great mm. uh some of the effects is, is kind of when you're scrolling through the guests and they kind of like uh, kind of like appear as you scroll down just certain little things that catch your eye uh great job with that uh just kind of Thank along you. the the you bet along the left hand side of the screen you have all the different uh like basically i guess widgets or whatever you would call them to do different links mm -hmm. whether it be instagram so forth so very user-friendly very easy on the eyes the, the one thing I got to give you the most props for is I really like the browse the subject filter that you have in there. So you can basically mm. just click browse the filter and you have, you know, guitar players, you have mental health, you have this or that. Uh, it's just such a uh, fantastic way, especially because you are combining a few different elements, like you say, of mental yep. health, uh, as well as just the music business and, and getting different guests. The, fa the way that you can do that, that's, uh, I, I haven't seen that done on like a podcast or like a site like that. So very good job there. I, uh, that Thank was the, the one Appreciate thing. That. And I did subscribe to your uh, email list as well, which, uh, anybody listening to this definitely, uh, subscribe cause, and check out the site. It's, it's, uh, it's great. So aside from that, I guess you were kind of talking about some of your guests. What uh, what has yeah. been sort of the uh, the evolution of guests for you? Obviously, it kind of started, you know, you, you <clears> sort <throat> of start with people in your inner circle to a degree. Mm -hmm. And then, like you say, you've kind of networked from there. What are some of the, your, your favorite guests that you've been getting? And, and why why are those, you know, is, is there, I guess is the secondary question. Has there anybody that's kind of... Um, you know, had started off with a subject that you thought you'd start with and completely went to something different. You're like, wow, I was not seeing oh, that coming. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, de I'll, I'll definitely address that after, but sure. I think my favorite guest that springs to mind outside of being able to interview a high school friend and, you know, a couple of friends in the music industry is, uh, my, my guitar teacher from when I was 13 through, uh, probably just before I was 16. Um, wish i could remember the episode number but uh yeah i it, it was amazing to to know that uh finding this guy that taught me guitar for three years um you know um he definitely brought me from you know level where i was to a really much better level musically but then when he started talking about some of his teaching philosophies like he doesn't teach privately anymore he teaches in a special needs school in the uk oh, okay and we talked a little bit about his philosophies and just the stuff that he was talking about. You'd never guess how much of that kind of subconsciously stayed with me till mm -hmm. today. Like it was so, it was so amazing just to hear him talk about this stuff. And it's like, wow, I didn't realize how much of the stuff that I thought, you know, he taught me chords and riffs and, and that was really it, but not really. There was so much more to it than that. So that was really cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, who else? Being able to talk to, um, you know, a huge, uh, there's a, there's a British b um, band called Osric Tentacles, which is kind of a legendary synth slash guitar band, um, from the seventies. Uh, I talked to Edwin. That was really amazing. Um, you know, just, and I think a lot of the thing, a lot of it has been just meeting people and, and forming really good friendships from it. Uh, my friend Joanna, for, for instance, you know, we turned from just meeting someone who has similar ideals to someone who's on the podcast, like regularly, you know, and, and Dave, shout out to my friend Dave. He also has a podcast, Waking Up From Work, um, okay. and his the relationship with him happened because I interviewed my friend Steve um, and put like New Hampshire music industry and he caught that hashtag and he's like oh well this is such a cool podcast and we've been friends ever since and you know that 
the rest is history. So yeah, it's it's been it's been great. It's such a great way to actually network in a sense, right? It's 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 uh, to me. Mm. I'm kind of like you. I'm a little more introverted. So for me to get dropped in the middle of this, uh, you know, mass of humanity where you're supposed to just go, oh, just go meet people. I'd, uh, I have a right. I have a hard time with that, right? So if I can kind of do yep. it in this context. Uh, and you Absolutely. know, have just have a, a conversation. Like, um, I guess, uh, just for, for context for the listeners, uh, we met through, it's a, it's like a, you can kind of book, uh, different guests for podcasts through mm-hmm. a site called Guestio, which has been great for that as well. So I've had a lot of success with that as well. And it's like, man, it's just f- uh, fantastic how podcasting can really network into these la- long lasting, uh, worthwhile friendships and, and partnerships and that kind of thing. Eh? Absolutely. That's been great. Um, yeah, and your, your second question was, uh, was there anything that changed? Um, I think the one that stands out um, is one that's pretty serious subject. I mean, I, obviously, I talk about mental health on the podcast. One one particular guest, um, he metal guitar player, and he um, he was talking about how metal kind of really helps him process some of his darker thoughts and stuff and everything. And then he basically, you know, the, 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 uh, what's the word, um, brain fart. <laughs> I do that a lot. I'm old. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the bombshell I would guess is, is that he, he, he said he was raped as a child uh, and that he didn't know about it consciously until he had his son recently. Wow. And those feelings and memories came back. So obviously, and he was talking about how his childhood or teenage years through twenties were, you know, drugs, alcohol, fast living. And, you know, he kind of basically it, it forced him to realize that that destructive behavior was from the trauma from his childhood. And, you know, and, and I think it was a very healthy subject to be able to bring out on the podcast because, mm. you know, you, you if the, the way I see it is, you know, mental health, if if you bury it, it, it just makes it way worse. And I think, um, you know, at least for me, my podcast has been a therapy because I've been able to talk about stuff and, and the pressure isn't there because, it, you know, the first rule of like stand up comedy is you walk out and you address the elephant in the room, whether it's your hairstyle, or your face, your name, whatever it is, it takes the power away from the hecklers. Ah. And so for a, from a mental health aspect, if you can talk about it with as many people as possible to address it, you're taking the perceived power i mean oftentimes you're not you're not gonna get um you know heckled for having depression it's it's in your head that people are are judging you and i had that for a very long time like in in my work situation and friendships and everything it was like i i'm from england so the stiff upper lip says i can't talk about it soon as i started talking about it on a public platform it's like, well, it's there, it's out there, not you know, not hiding anything, and the pressure of that just disappeared. So I think talking about things like even difficult subjects like childhood rape and things like that is, if if it's in with for my podcast within the concept of music, uh, context of music rather, mm. it's extremely important for me to get that stuff out there. Man, fantastic. 
Well, this is, a, I guess, as good a spot as any to just, if you don't mind, if we can kind of delve into a little bit of your your background with it, because you did have um, yeah, some sure. ongoing battles with with anxiety and depression, as you kind of mm -hmm. alluded to early in the in the, the episode here, uh, specifically in your teenage years. And, you know, I, I'm sure it, it, you know, it's not something that completely ever goes away, right? It, mm -hmm. There's always going to be different yeah. versions of it. So let's, uh, oh, sure. let's get into that. Like how, how was it for you, I guess, specifically in your, your teenage years? And, and I guess, you know, we'll get kind of, how did you start getting out of that? How did you pull out of the tailspin? Sure. Uh, let's, what, what's your story with that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it manifests itself during my early teens, I think. Um, I, I have a feeling I have family history of it. Not that mm. anyone was um, diagnosed, but I mean, for, we, we mentioned my grandmother for sure. Like when my grandfather died shortly before I left the UK, I mean, after that, she gradually started changing. And I mean, she, she was alive 20 years after my grandfather was pa passed away, but you know, that she kind of turned into a different person. So it, it sort of, I mean, you, you could tell that that really ate at her year after year. And, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. I mean, how, how, you can't really force a, uh, you know, an older person who, who's very set in their ways to go to therapy about that. But, you know, maybe that would have been a better thing. But um, I, I see it now. I'm, so, I'm, I'm a lot more aware of everything. I see different people in my family with that, those traits. Um, so, but again, you know, coming, growing up in the 80s and, and early 90s, um, that kind of stuff really wasn't addressed. It, it's just, that's how it is. It's stiff upper lip. Um, but yeah, I was bullied in, in high school and, you know, the, the whole experience wasn't great for me, but then hindsight, you know, it really was a core of a few people that were having troubles themselves. And then, you know, kids ri rib you here and there and, and they'll, they'll tease you. And the problem was that because I definitely had the depression. I was being bullied. Everyone else was making it worse just because of my perceived experience. Whereas, mm. you know, somebody who didn't necessarily have depression wouldn't have experienced it the same way. So, um, yeah, anxiety and depression, um, you know, case in point, my wife and I met online. So that's really how I, I, I kind of socialized is online forums you know, there was no face to face. It was just talking to people. But yeah, a lot, lot of uh, really dark times then. And music was the thing that kept me kind of, uh, you know, above ground, I guess. Um, moved to the US, that helped, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's just been, you know, 20s and, and early 30s, I think, was just going through life, going through the motions, trying to figure out what was going to make me happy stuff never did um always very against medication mm -hmm. um partly because my grandfather died um he had all his he had a heart condition and he had all his pills and went downhill and then i moved to the u.s and my mother-in-law was the same thing heart condition ended up uh, having um a kidney failure um mm. so passed away from that all the same similar medications my grandfather had and and that kind of left a chip on my shoulder about medications like i don't want to do that sure um but then i you know started getting into therapy and uh eventually i had a therapist that said you know if if you take it for a you know period of time and then 
it might help, um, then, you know, it, it might end up being that you only have to take it for that period of time. So I started a, a, a medication called Cymbalta, um, and that actually helps fibromyalgia pain, oh. uh, at least for me. So it was a, it, I think the way, the way I, I theorize is that the fibromyalgia pain is a manifestation of the, the, uh, you know, the, the uh, emotions that I'm not dealing with, with therapy. Sure. You know, I, I think there's a lot to do with diet, you know, whatever's in our air and a lot of, there's so much that can affect your, your nervous system. Um, but, you know, that, that I think may play a part. It's a theory. Um, right. But yeah, once I started taking the medication, instead of having these massive uh, low points, it's now, you know, eat more even keel, have my bad days, but um, way, way better. And the fibromyalgia pain is lessened. Um, so, you know, that's how I deal with it right now. Um, but I, I'd say a lot of uh, therapy really caused me to look introspectively. And I think a lot of the self-help entrepreneurial books, all that stuff really just makes your mind grow. You know, if you can pinpoint things that are uh, for one of a better word, bad in, in your makeup, in your health, in your mental, you know, being, you know, you can kind of like work on it. Mm. And it's a lot of self-talk, you know, a, a lot of entrepreneurial mindset is basically rephrasing what you, what you want. Like we, I said about my podcast earlier, instead of saying, I can't make money from music, say, how can I? Mm. And it, it really just changes the way you're thinking about stuff. Um, Absolutely. Completely. Thanks for sharing that. It's uh no, I think that's and it definitely sounds just the way that you talk about it. You're very aware of it to the point that yeah. you can, you know what I mean you can you can talk about it in such a way that you know you you can coexist with it, right? You know that it's part of you, but at the same token, mm -hmm. you you know kind of I guess how to I, I want not make it work for you, but I guess this coexist, right? Because bottom line is yeah, it's, avoid it's be... avoid pitfalls and and sure. really think about like just like we're, as we're recording, I've just basically stopped putting out episodes for a couple of weeks. Mm. My last one was one thirty. You know, we, the family got sick. Um, the wonders of having a granddaughter in, in, uh, in daycare, the gift that keeps on giving. But, <laughs> yeah. We, we got sick, yeah. you know, nice, nasty chest con congestion thing that, that, that's going around. Um, and it was just too much. So I'm like, you know what? It's summer. I'm going to take two weeks off and nothing yeah. happened. That's the thing. We put a lot yeah. of pressure on ourselves to hit that deadline, but yeah, you know what? No one's gonna die if I don't release an episode for two weeks. So that's right. I'll just take it, take yeah. it easy, take some time, and you know, have a nice vacation. Absolutely. For a bit. I really like what you uh, what you're talking about with the whole self talk thing. That would be a, a whole mm -hmm. other episode that we could definitely do sure. down the road there because uh, that's a, that's a huge thing, and I don't know how much people actually talk about it. You know, people that maybe go to therapy or that sort of thing are mm -hmm. aware of it, but I don't I don't know how self-aware people are of their self-talk specifically how kind of negative or how urgent they come across. I, with I some, would, right? I would definitely, uh, the, you know, majority of people don't, don't put that much emphasis on how much it does play a part. Like, um, what was I reading the other day? Um, micro, micro habits. Mm. I haven't finished it. Um, but there was something in there that, that resonated and it was, you know, if, if you want to become like a writer, you know, you can say, I want to write. But then if you change that and say, I am a writer, or not, not that I'm 
directly a writer, but I am writing. Mm, There's okay. like three. I, I, anyone who who's actually read that book can can uh, talk better at it about than me. But yeah, it's like I want to write, and then I am writing, and then the next stage is I'm a writer. Once you say I'm a writer, or I'm a runner, or I'm a guitar player, or I'm whatever, um, you start to believe it subconsciously, and then you you don't pretend like uh like my friend we'll go back to dave from waking up from work he he always talks about the entrepreneurial thing where you know you're at the he, he's actually a recording engineer mm. and he hates the thing where at parties you get the the uncle that's like oh what are you doing and you you say i'm a recording engineer rather than oh i'm trying to dabble in recording you know it's, yeah. it's a whole different conversation but he i think his his thing is you know, they say, well, what are you going to do for a real job, job when that doesn't work out? But yeah. I think you're, you're the, 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 you know, the, the uncle doesn't really matter. It's your self-talk that dictates whether you're going to dabble in recording or whatever it is, or you're just going to do it. And that's what you do. That's what you are. So once you manifest it in your mind as I am a writer, I, I am a guitar player, then that is so much more powerful than saying I want to do it. Completely. Man, that's good. We definitely have to. I would love to do a follow up episode with you yeah, specifically totally. about this stuff because uh, that sure. that'd make a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. I think, eh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of it, mean, you kind of mentioned uh, Tony Robbins. Do you have any other? Uh, mm -hmm. I guess uh, people that you would suggest uh, as far as maybe podcasters, interviewers, uh, you know, speakers, <laughs> anybody else that you uh, read or listen to as well that you'd uh, you'd like to, uh, you know, maybe, maybe mention to the audience to check out. Um, I think Bliss Singer's book is ex exceptional. Um, it, it's called Little Voice Mastery, and it basically kind of talks you through the same kind of mindset questions, like talking yourself out of being negative, and um, that that you know that little voice that tells us not to do something, you know, mastering that, so you just get over that. And I, I think a lot of times it's what the worst thing that can happen that you can think of is way worse than the thing that actually ends up happening completely like, someone can laugh at you oh i'll just do it anyway um who else um as far as mental health and self-talk um i mean there's a ton of people out there that you, know, you are a badass jen something or other it's a yellow cover that that was a really good book um you know i, I guess it really depends on your personality you know you a lot of these books tend to say the same things in a different way and it's sure whoever whatever their style is that you resonate the most with is the one that you're gonna think so i don't think there's a one best thing for anyone i think tony robbins gets a lot of flack for being so kind of smarmy professional but the stuff he says is just is really really good it it, it can be a little over the top sometimes and there's there's kind of less over the top versions of that out there from different people um i know simon sinek's books are pretty yeah. good yeah um you know there's there's all sorts of things uh i i mean as far as i guess that's a little off topic but i really like uh pat flynn he talks a lot about a different like different marketing and you know podcasting and all sorts of different subjects but there's a lot of good content in what he says even though it's kind of more geared towards the financials and the marketing um, okay. areas but yeah he, he's really good tim ferris oh, i love tim ferris's amazing. books and podcasts so good um yeah. 
a lot of, and again, he, he's touched on so many different subjects. Um, but again, they're all similar in, in, in their core. It's just about a different subject. So sure. I think I definitely consumed more than my fair share of Tim Ferriss stuff. Oh man. His, his stuff is, <laughs> sure. is amazing. It's so, he is, yeah. his stuff is like one of those things you can't read the whole thing like you gotta take it in chunks because right. there's so much information oh, yeah. you gotta be like okay hold on slow down you know <laughs> let me try and apply some of that you know what i mean it's just like oh my goodness yeah absolutely. he's absolutely amazing and I, what kind of advice would you be able to give to somebody that's kind of suffering for some of this anxiety and depression we are uh, a little bit behind you guys uh, up here in canada we're kind of just starting yeah. to get things opened up again so mm-hmm. uh, i guess for you like uh, you know you've been through this pandemic you've had these uh, you know these mental health issues uh, what what is uh, what is I guess just some uh, some good advice that you give somebody that's kind of going through the same thing? I mean, the first thing is definitely get a uh, a support group or support you know in your life. Get the people that will support you no matter what. Um, you know, find a professional if you if that's the route you need to go. I would highly recommend it. Um, and and again, a professional. The first person you meet may not be the the right person. I. I saw many well i wouldn't say many i saw quite a number of uh of therapists and the last one before we left new hampshire was amazing um but again it's a personality and it's a relationship you have to get on with a person um so and and there's apps now that you can connect with these people so you don't have to Mm. go to an office anymore um not something i've actually tried just yet but you know if you're having like i i had i've had trouble in texas trying to find someone i like and, and maybe that's the route to go through, um, you know, but, but find someone to talk to. And I think the, the uh, you know, if you're really the lowest, the, the periods where you're the lowest of the periods, you don't reach out to people. It's only when you start to come back up again, you start, hey, by the way, I was going through this thing. At least my experience, I've always had a problem reaching out when I'm at my darkest because mm. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, hmm. When when I'm coming out of it is when I kind of start to reach out to people because you're not in the right frame of mind if if you're experiencing that you're lying to your your brain is lying to you, um, in terms of it, it just slants reality completely. So you, if you can avoid those really deep places and keep yourself above a certain thing, you can maintain it. It's it's kind of like um, if you've got a car that's a bit of a rust bucket. You know, if you really let it go, it's going to break down. But if you keep the oil oil changed and you repair the major things, um, you know, that, that car will run a lot longer. If, if I guess that analogy kind of works. But, <laughs> you, you know, you, yeah. you can't, you, you, you know, your mental health is the same thing. You've got to be consistent, again, consistently yeah. on top of it. So whether that's taking the medication, whether that's, you know, and I, I'm not, I don't have the greatest diet and I don't exercise as much as I should. But again, fibromyalgia kind of gets the better of me sometimes. But I think, you know, if you, if you, even if you just get the, like a free app for, for meditation, sit down in a mm. chair for five minutes and meditate. Yeah. All it is, is about clearing your mind and really reframing. Um, but I think the the biggest advice I can, I can give is that um, don't be afraid of having, having something that you can't uh that you're overwhelmed with it's not something you should be ashamed of um and find those people that are uh you know are empathetic or or sympathetic to it and just tell them you know it's it's not um i think once you start letting it out and actually talking about it 
whether that be a professional or whether it be a friend, it's it, it's very empowering to to talk about the problems you're having because a lot of like I said before, a lot of times it, it's the our own pressure that we're putting on that we shouldn't feel that way and and we're we're almost um, embarrassed about it. Mm. There, there shouldn't be any embarrassment about it whatsoever. It should be just here's a problem. I'm going to try and fix it. No, it's great advice. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, for sharing. Thanks for coming on the show no. today. I'm, I, 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 I didn't realize I was catching you right in the middle of your holiday, but I guess you would have told me either way if it, if oh, it didn't no, work no for problem. you. So that's great. Uh, so yes. Uh, so Simon Pellet, and this is from, uh, he's from music on your own terms.com. You can find him on Instagram. Uh, any other places that we can find you online there, Simon? Um, you can find me on music on your, uh, uh, facebook.com music on your own terms. Um, I mean, I have a face, I have a YouTube account Okay. trying to build that. I mean, bunch of random letters. I haven't reached a hundred subscribers yet. Uh, there is a secondary channel where I'm putting the episodes up. Um, but yes, early days yet. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, um, Twitter music on your one, I think. Okay. Or music on your own one. I, I don't know how I messed up that that username, but you, I mean, if you type, if you just type in music on your own terms, uh, you'll find the podcast. If you, however, if you type in Simon Pellet instead of Simon Christopher Pellet, you will find a um, uh, a former um, customs and excise officer from Dover, England, who got arrested for drug and gun smuggling. <laughs> And the weird story, sorry if I'm I'm no, go, putting go. this in there at the end, but go, go for so it. you know how you Google your name here and there just to see what pops up? Yes. Well, so I Googled it and I'm like, this guy is messing up my SEO. But the weird part is when I was just getting into the internet, it may be in the late nineties, I actually found this guy online as a kid, message him, say, Hey, you know, we have the same name and we're only, you know, thirty miles away from each other. And fast forward 20 years later, I search and he gets arrested for gun running and, and drug smuggling. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, oh, and of course, it had to be that, right? I mean, yeah, yep. some, some gun smuggling. So, but that's so, not me. That that's is not, not me. You. He's, that is he's not doing you. time. <laughs> and you are definitely not doing time. Okay. I'm glad you cleared no, that I'm up. Because uh, <laughs> if, if somebody Googled, you're like, man, what kind of guests are you getting here, right? Right. So, <laughs> uh, one last question I always like to uh, to seal up the interview with. What are you listening to these days? What kind of music Ooh. you got on your, your Spotify playlist, for example? Uh, what's, uh, um, what are you spinning? That is, uh, is a plethora of different stuff. Um, lately, I've been on a, a bit of a progressive death metal kick. Nice. Um, but let's see. Who, who I really... I think I really love the new Alluvial album which is Wes Hawk, who's an amazing guitar player. Um, let's see. That's an amazing album. Uh, big fan of Ola England, who, who does a, who's got his own YouTube channel about guitar gear and stuff. Cool. He's got a pretty cool album out stars and ponies. I think it's called, um, Oh, one shout out is, is there's a British band that I, I, I cordoned on, uh, got wise to like, I don't know, six months ago called, black orchid empire Ooh. um and their older stuff is really really good but their new album it's, it's not actually that new it's called uh uh semaphore i believe um and the production is just absolutely incredible i'm is that a big right? production fan sure so it's kind of you know hard rock into metal with a bit of a gent um 
edge to it, I guess. Cool. But it's got the it's kind of got the the sensibilities from the from the harder rock um, British style of the of the nineties that I grew up with. So there's a lot of that kind of throwback vibe to it. But the production is just incredible. Ooh, I so, gotta check yeah. this out. That's Black, a really Black Orchid Empire um, Semaphore. Oh man, I, yeah, that's a cool name. That's a really cool band name, actually. Black Orchid Empire. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thanks, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Simon. Nice to oh, you're welcome. Uh, digitally you me. meet you, and uh, definitely yeah. let's keep in touch. Um, and yeah, I'd love to have you back on at some point. We'll uh, we'll give you get get you uh, get you some room to kind of get back on your uh, your podcasting there, and uh, we'll reach out to you maybe later on in the fall and see if we can get uh, a specific show about uh, kind of what we're talking about with the inner voice. Yeah, for sure, absolutely.